Hello, I am Jodeska Villan and this is another Rappler Podcast episode where we discuss the latest controversial issues in the Philippines. In this episode, we're going to talk about the man allegedly behind a series of videos wherein he accuses key figures in the Duterte circle of being involved in the illegal drug trade. This man, who was known as Bicoy, surfaced today at the Integrated Bar of the Philippines. The man called Bicoy surfaces at the Integrated Bar of the Philippines headquarters Monday. Tumantad na ang taong nasa likod ng Bicoy videos na nagdawit sa pamilya at mga kaalyado ng Pangulo sa illegal na droga. Then just last week, a man named Rodel Jaime was arrested for allegedly sharing the Bicoy videos. Prinasinta ng NBI sa media si Rodel Jaime, ang web creator na inaresto kaugnay ng nag-viral na video na nagdadawit sa ilang miyembro ng pamilya Duterte sa illegal na droga. Rodel Jaime, touted earlier as the uploader of the controversial Bicoy videos, did not upload the videos. He only shared them. So he faces inciting to sedition charges instead of cyber libel. Kasama ko ngayon sila police reporter Rambo Talabong and justice reporter Lian Buan and we will try to dissect this controversy and the legal questions that surround this issue. Uh, thank you for joining me today guys. I Hello. know it's ano, hectic ang araw na to. Yeah, I just, uh, just came from the DOJ. And, and I came from the IVP. And so let's get to it na. Uh, Rambo, where did this story start? Ano bang trigger nito? Okay, so this story started with the videos. Sa isang video na ini-upload sa social media, ipinakita ng whistleblower na si Alias Bicoy ang isang dokumento na tinatawag na Tara Record. Aside from members of the president's family also being linked to the drug menace in the Bicoy video, this former special assistant to the president, Bongo. There were five videos posted on social media, April, first week of April. Um, they were largely posted on anti-government Facebook groups. Mm-hmm. And these videos had accusations about, as you mentioned, Judes, closest people in the life of the president. So there are five videos, and each of the video have their own person to attack. So each mm-hmm. video has an allegation for a specific person. The first one is Paulo Duterte, former Davao City Vice Mayor, President's son. Totoo pong may tato si Paolo Duterte. Personal kong nakita ito. Kaya ayaw niyang ipakita dahil sa tato mismo may kasamang code number. Second is the president's partner, Hanilet Avancena. Lumalabas, ginamit ang middle name ni Hanilet para tumanggap ng allotment sa sindikato. Kaya naman pala madalas bumiyahin ng Hong Kong itong si Hanilet at Kitty kasama ni Presidente Duterte. And the third is long-time presidential aide and now senatorial candidate, Bongo. Siya nga pala, si Bongo, katulad ni Paolo Duterte, ay mayroon ding dragon tato sa likod. Ito ay mayroong alphanumeric code na code Libra da 0018. Fourth is Manassas Carpio, who is the husband of presidential daughter, Sara Duterte, who is the mayor of Davao City. Paolo Duterte, Veronica Salvador, Bongo, at Mans Carpio. Sila po ang major players from Davao side na lumalabas sa mga dokumentong hawak ko. And finally is Bicol businessman Elizaldico. Ang pinaka-leader ng Quadrangle Group ay si Elizaldico. Mas kilala sa tawag na Saldico. The first four are tagged as part of the Davao Group mm-hmm. and the last one, Elizaldico, is allegedly part of the Bicol drug group. The basic foundation of the allegations of Bicoy is that all of them have been receiving money from drug syndicates. Mm. And Bicoy, um, who we now know as Peter Jomel Advincula, mm. apparently managed the accounts and the transfer of money. So nakita daw niyang pumasok sa fake accounts 
and nagpresent siya dun sa videos ng mga fake names nitong mga pangalan nitong limang ito at nakita niya na pumapasok talaga malaking um, amounts of money to their accounts supposedly for illegal drug so he's technically part of the process talaga he's claiming that he's part of the process and deep inside the drug syndicates mm. so ayan may fake names and ang, prog- ang problem natin ngayon is how do we validate what he's saying. Yeah. Meron siyang pinapakita mga bank documents but they're not yet vetted. Bikoy is, um, as we saw earlier, nagpakilala siya sa, uh, sa media mm-hmm. and nagpakilala siya sa IBP. So you just came uh, from a press conference. Uh, this is like new, di ba? Sur- parang surprise ito uh, uh, for us. Eh. Eh, kamusta si Peter Advincola? How was it? Anong mga sinabi niya? And ano yung parang nakuha mo from the press con? Okay, so the press conference was immediately organized, as Lian would tell us more about later. It happened 2 p.m. today, okay. and it happened inside the IBP building. Hmm. It w- it's a rundown building here in Pasig City, and sa fourth floor tayo pinapunta where where the press conferences are usually um, organized and. Pinaghintay kami for around 30 minutes and then nandun yung NCLA, Legal Assistance Arm ng IBP. Attorney right? June Ambrosio. Si Attorney June Ambrosio. Nagpakita siya doon, naghello siya and sabi niya naghahanda lang daw yung um, client. Mm-mm. Tapos, may lalaking umangat ng stage doon sa conference area and akala namin tinetest lang niya yung microphone Mm-mm. kasi he didn't look assuming kasi kalbo nakasalamin, nakapolo. Akala namin staff lang siya mm. ng IPP. And then he suddenly introduced himself as Bicoy. Ako po si Peter Jomel at Pinkola. Ako si Bicoy. So we were shocked and we didn't know what to do. Okay. Set up kagad ng Facebook live tweet. We tried to break the story as much as possible. And ayun, what he said, there wasn't a lot of things that was new. As I said earlier, inulit lang niya. Um, Ayun, yung mga pangalan na pinangalanan sa video, gusto naman daw niyang kasuhan. Mm-hmm. So he was there at the IPP to ask for help to formalize his accusations. Kasi hindi lang pwedeng sa social media, di ba? Kalat mm-hmm. lang yon. So lumapit siya sa IPP para magkaso dito sa mga taong ito. Si Paulo Duterte, Manasa Scorpio, Bongo, and Elizaldico, and Hanilet Avancenia. And we know that this man is facing, facing possible charges. Lian, can the IBP be accused of harboring a criminal? And if ever na may magkaya silang gawin, anong kaya nilang gawin para tulungan nitong si Advin Kola? Kasi plan, pa, plano na nga niyang mag-file ng cases, di ba? Well, definitely, the IBP cannot be accused of harboring a criminal okay. because Bicoy or Advin Kola is not a criminal yet. Mm. Kasi wala pa siyang kaso. And um, going back lang to dun, dun sa press con kanina, Uh, later on, after Attorney June Ambrosio, lumabas yung national president ng IBP, si Attorney Abdeldan Fajardo. And he was saying, he was telling the reporters, ah, hindi ko nga alam na may pupunta siya. Mm. We, we did not know that there was gonna be a press conference. I didn't even listen. And he was saying that the IBP is open to all. People could just come and go here to ask for legal assistance from the NCLAs. We accept clients every day. Clients visit us. This is the NCLA next door. So what happened was, uh, Bikoy came here, asked for legal assistance, and because we're the IBP, we cannot turn him 
away and then parang nagtatanong yung mga reporter so why were why were we called here so ta sabi ni attorney John Ambrosio or I think it was attorney Fajardo eh baka kasi natunogan niyo because he's really controversial mm. and that's why you're here dun sa question mo na yun nga going back to the question of uh, can they be accused of harboring criminal not yet because he's not criminal right. but today I just came from the DOJ the panel of prosecutors just charged a webmaster Rodel Jaime of inciting to sedition. Ang reklamo na sinampas sa kanya ng NBI sa Department of Justice ay inciting to sedition na may kaugnayan sa paglabag sa cybercrime prevention law. So if the DOJ could charge a person who claims ginawa niya lang yung website, uh -huh. then we can expect that the next charges would be against Bicoy, Advin Kula. So specifically, from what I understand, Rambo, correct me if I'm wrong, ang gusto ni Bicoy now from the IBP is to help him file cases against sila Paula Duterte, yes, yes. Manasa Scarpio. Now, whether the legal aid could extend to Defending. lawyering for him, defending uh -oh. him from the charges. Hindi natin alam kung hanggang ano yung i-extend. Tapos sabi pa nga ni Attorney Fajardo kanina, actually, P, uh, other lawyer groups can be watching this and may say, or baka kami yung gusto tumulong kay Bicoy. So, that's very open. So now, no. He, they can't be accused of harboring criminal because Bicoy is not a criminal yet. So I guess that's what we have to look at, look at next. Yung kung anong gagawin na ng mga law groups kung tutulungan ba nila si Bicol or what? Yeah, what else? Singit uh, ko lang kasi um, after mag-press con ni Bicol, nag-statement agad si Justice Secretary Menardo Guevara. Uh, sabi niya, well, if you have the evidence to file cases against um, Paulo Duterte, Man Scarpio, and Bongo, then you should go to the NBI and they'll help you. So, well, hindi nila na-interview si Bicoy kanina kasi para ang bilis nagmamadaling tumakbo. So, we would see if Bicoy will um, take take that help of offer from the DOJ yeah. na lumapit sa NBI or he would go down his preferred path <laughs> of of going wherever the IBP legal aid takes him. And I guess, yung, yun nga yung laging sinasabi ng mga authorities, di ba? Lago na pag may mga stories about killings, uh, you have uh, an allegations against a police officer, file a case, mm -hmm. file a complaint. Mm -hmm. So, in line din doon sinabi ni Justice Secretary Guevara. Mm -hmm. So, let's hope kung ano man gawin ni Bicoy ay... Will due process. Oh, yun, due process Whatever siya. he does, should ha undergo due process. Yeah. And I guess to add din yung sinabi ni Lian, yung may options ngayon si Bicoy. Um, like all other whistleblowers we've seen, like for example, si Eduardo Asierto, mm. they have lost confidence in this administration. Okay. Yes. So he made it really clear mm. that he believes that this administration has been compromised, na they are out for him. Mm. They would want him to go down because oh. his allegations are primarily against the closest people to the president. And so most likely... Sa IBP talaga siya mag insist as his first move has already exhibited. Sa IBP siya pumunta. And even before a share too, we also already have Edgar Matobato and... Uh, uh, Carlos Pañas. Oh, na sila ngayon? So, medyo na nawalan na lang, nawalan na ng updates dun sa mga, kung may case mo silang ipafile, para nawalan na yung attention to them. So, we have this, we have a share to who's in now in hiding and now we have uh, Peter Vincula. So, yeah. let's see kung talaga bang... Uh, mapaproven wrong yung sinasabi nila na nawala na sila ng trust sa administration na to. Yeah. And uh, regarding sa arrested man, si Rodel Jaime, what do we know about him and how does he figure in this controversy, this Bicoy videos? Okay, so Rodel Jaime is 27 year old. He's a high school graduate. Hindi siya college graduate. Mm -hmm. But he has made a living out of web administration, webmaster, blogger, 
Ganon. And um, so when Justice Secretary Guevara asked the NBI to look into Bicoy, mm-hmm. siya yung unang-unang na-trace kasi sa kanya na-trace yung domain ng metrobalita.net. The National Bureau of Investigation has taken custody of blogger Rodel Jaime, the man identified to be behind the website Metro Balita, which allegedly spread the controversial Bicoy videos. Metrobalita.net is the one in the matrix, yung mm-hmm. aus Duterte plot matrix. It was found to have significantly spread the Bicoy videos online. So sa kanya na trace and the NBI agent, uh, Agent Senora, went to the Makati Regional Trial Court, asked for a search warrant, got it, as in pinagbigyan yung search warrant niya, went to the residence of Rodel Jaime in Paranaque. Sabi nila, pagdating daw nila doon, very cooperative daw si Rodel Jaime. Mm-hmm. Binigay niya lahat ng computer niya, all the device and whatnot. And then, they arrested him without a warrant. Maraming tanong kung bakit should they have arrested him without a warrant? Pero mm-hmm. sinabi na ng DOJ kanina na, yes, it was valid. It was a valid warrantless arrest. Jaime faced the media last Friday and he said, as in talagang, may, kasi sabi niya, he, he, he admits to have supported the Liberal Party before uh-huh. in the 2016 elections. Tapos sabi niya, meron siyang kaibigan from that circle, from the LP circle, si Maru Nguyen, Maru Nguyen, hindi niya totoong pangalan daw yun, na kumuha ng serbisyo niya bilang webmaster na tulungan mo kung i-set up tong metrobalita.net, which he willingly did. So, kasi racket yun eh. Trabaho, Trabaho yun. And then, sabi niya, whatever was uploaded on metrobalita.net, wala na akong kinalaman. Uh-huh. Pero nakita natin sa resolution ng DOJ kanina, may nakuhang Facebook chat si yung NBI na would kind of belay that statement kasi parang nag-uusap ata si Rodel Jaime at si Marunguyan ng sige, post mo lang. Parang sige, tuloy na natin to, na-publish na natin to. Uh-huh. Yung parang it would say na hindi eh, kasama ka pa rin sa pag-upload ng video. So therefore, tomorrow, the information of inciting to sedition will be filed against Rodel Jaime at the Paranaque Regional Trial Court. So yung unang pumutok yung balita na may arrest, parang hindi clear ko si una, hindi clear sila inaresto. And then eventually, hindi clear ko anong case eh. Di ba parang ang daming, meron bang child abuse or whatever. Mm-hmm. Pero now it's clear na sabi nila, inciting to, to sedition nga. Pa, what is this even, Lian? And pasok ba yung ginawa talaga ni Rodel Jaime dito? Well, inciting to sedition is, uh, para to clarify it, walang taking up arms sa mm-hmm. inciting to sedition. So kung may, may nakikita kasi ako sa mga Twitter na, why is he taking up arms? So wala yun, rebellion yun eh, sa inciting to sedition. Inciting to sedition just means you are instrumental to the disruption of the order of the government uh-huh. or like you're encouraging other people to cause the disruption of the order of the government or against duly instituted authorities. Uh-huh. Ang crucial dun sa inciting to sedition sa Article 142i, you don't have to have done the seditious act itself. Uh-huh. You should have just been a part of it. Parang ganun. So, ang theory ng DOJ ay, while you're not Bikoy and you did not produce the Bikoy videos, you participated in the seditious act, <laughs> which they said because parang yun daw conspiracy between him and Marunguyan and uploading on metrobalita.net okay. it has an overall design that would sow hatred against the government parang yun yung whole theory first ng time DOJ. ba na first time ba na ma-invoke yung ganyang explanation when it comes to justifying inciting to sedition kasi parang from my perspective parang hindi ba parang prone to abuse yan na pwedeng gamitin kunyari from the other camp maso na hatred din against the other camp kunyari the, the opposition hindi pa 
Well, ang inciting to sedition kasi the it ha, it's towards like the, the government. government. Pero in the future, like, in the future na hindi administration allied with the Duterte government, or even any other administration, hindi ba parang pwede siyang gamitin na easy way to suppress dissent? Bago ko sagutin yung tanong mo, I'll oh. just read um, verbatim from the DOJ resolution okay. kung bakit nila inandike si Rodel Jaime. Sabi nila, by creating a website and subsequently posting videos that allege the involvement in the drug trade and the receipt of payoffs of the President of the Philippines and members of his family, including the President's minor daughter, is not an exercise of his freedom of speech and expression, but a clear act to arouse among its viewers a sense of dissatisfaction against the duly constituted authorities. Now we go to your question, will this be prone to abuse? That's, oh. that's what I asked kanina, kasi when we were asking them na warrantless arrest is only valid if it's a continuing offense. Oh. And then we asked them, so is what he did a continuing offense? Sabi nila, pwede daw kasi hot pursuit. Kasi on the day that in-implement nila search warrant kay Rodel Jaime, the videos were still online and were still being posted. For us, um, Kaya valid yung arrest because at the time, as we said, at the time, um, nakapost pa rin siya. It, has, it, it was being picked up by, by others. Uh, so, nagkakaroon pa rin yung objective nila. That's just, ano, yung, yung allegation na yung objective nila is to incite people to rise up against the government. So, it was continuing <laughs> to an effect. Ganun, okay. ganun. So I asked um, Senior Assistant State Prosecutor JP Navera, sabi ko, Rodel Jaime is being accused of an electronic crime. Oh. And he was arrested without a warrant because it was on the internet. So sabi ko, so doesn't that make anyone who is suspected of doing a cybercrime vulnerable to a warrantless arrest? Kasi paano kung ako, shinare ko din, and the link is still up on my Facebook. So kahit walang warrant, pwede pala akong arrestuhin because it's a hot pursuit because the link is still there. Tapos ang sagot lang nila sa akin, oh, that's speculatively yan. <laughs> so wala, sabi la, it's not, it was not ano, in the resolution, ganun-ganon. And then, of course, as prosecutors, they will say, well, he can raise that in court. Mm. Parang kita-kita na lang tayo sa korte. I want to add in, dun sa sin you asked the special prosecutor. Mm -hmm. I was also actually in the press conference of the, the Department of yes. Justice um, Secretary Bernardo Guevara, and we asked him repeatedly, is it a crime or a possible ground for investigation if we share the video? The way he responded was quite vague, but enough to make sense clearly that sharing a video is actually basis for an investigation. But he qualified it for a bit, saying that sharing videos vigorously and in a special manner. It may turn out uh, after further investigation that some other people, uh, some uh, special people who propagated the video or shared the, the video in a very vigorous manner may have to be investigated further, likewise. But then those are, terms are still What are special manners? Because may I just point it out? Because the inciting to sedition that Rodel Jaime is related to cybercrime law. Because it's a cybercrime. Eh. Cybercrime is oh. mm -hmm. inciting to sedition. When the Supreme Court um, clarified the cybercrime law, they declared as unconstitutional aiding and abetting of a cybercrime. So in this context, what is aiding and abetting of a cybercrime? It is sharing. sharing. Yeah. So 
Uh, I think you guys in the press conference last um, Thursday, yeah, last you pointed week. that out to Justice Secretary Guevara, but they were just saying, oh, you know, because it's still being investigated. So there's still the possibility of committing a crime. Yeah, ganon. Mm. Still confusing. And then, NBI yung talaga nakahanap kay Rodal Jaime, di ba? Mm-hmm. Rambo, ka, can you tell me how did the NBI even find him? And why not the PNP? And parang active lately ng NBI, no? Ano? Mm-hmm. So we've seen high-profile arrests um, executed by the NBI lately. One of those are is our own boss, Maria Ressa. Um, the way about going around criminal investigation is it's compartmentalized and it's mm. not really monolithic that the government appears to be na just because the NBI has information doesn't mean that the PNP has information or just because the PNP has information doesn't mean that NBI has, has that information automatically. Mm-mm. So as Leanne described earlier, may sariling investigation ang NBI na ginawa as ordered by DOJ Secretary Minardo Guevara. And it just so happened daw, according to PNP, na naunahan sila that the NBI immediately found metrobalita.net and hindi agad-agad sinare yung information sa police. And I actually spoke with one official. Sabi niya sa akin is, it's, it's their catch. So, the PNP shouldn't feel so bad about mm. it. Kasi itong pag-aaresto din, this is quite political for arresting officers. Parang pagpapapogi rin sa kanila eh. If they mm. find or arrest someone who's ar- against the government, that's plus points for the administration. And they do, they wouldn't want to share it immediately, their information. Of course, sabi sa akin, ideally, they would share the information para walang takas at saka para madagdagan yung information just in case meron pa silang ibang kakilala or meron silang informant na pwedeng palalimin pa yung kaso. Uh-oh. But NBI had it first. And so the PNP can't insist on saying that we should arrest him or we should be the next person to arrest the next person. Walang entitlement. Pero uh, napapansin ko talagang may healthy, I don't know if I should call it healthy, may healthy competition talaga ang N- NBI and PNP. Do you remember in the case of Kerwin Espinosa, di ba parang uh-huh. sinasabi ng PNP na bakit, bakit nyo ba nasa witness protection program uh-huh. pa yan? Ganyan, eh hindi yeah. na nga nakikipag-cooperate sa PNP. But yes. Kerwin remains under the custody of the NBI. NBI. She's still with WPP. And then, and daming criticism online sa, regarding sa priorities na administration. Kasi you see the thousands of killings na unsolved. Uh, you see the alleged drug lords r- still roaming free. And then you see the types of Rodelheim may getting arrested on seemingly questionable charges. What can we make of the priorities of the government regarding pag pagsama-sama mo itong mga incidents na to? Um, I don't think we can answer that. Uh. Maybe the, the, the government can should answer that. Pero siguro... W- what we can do is just lay out the facts. For example, in the Peter Lim case, Peter yeah. Lim case, I did a story of how the NBI wasn't involved mm. mm-hmm. in hunting down Peter Lim. Uh, the NBI has managed to catch the um, the Filipinos in the Shabu case, but hasn't managed to catch the Chinese in the Shabu case. So, mm. lahat ng mga nakakulong Pinoy, yung mga mm-hmm. Chinese wala. The NBI was the one who arrested Kenneth Dong inside the Senate, in the middle of an investigation where he was about to be questioned about Paolo Duterte. Mm-hmm. Oh. So it was NBI. So the facts are there. Um, we can't answer for them kung bakit ganun yung priorities nila, but that's mm-hmm. what's happening. And we have to remember that these arresting agencies are still under the executive mm-hmm. branch of the government. So they're under the president. And... Uh, 
they've been really public about it, especially the police saying that they want to follow the president, his mm-hmm. will, and they want to protect his interests. So, lumabas na rin actually dito sa case na to kay SOJ Guevara na agad-agad siya nag-call ng investigation yeah. para sa NBI. So, there's that es- explicit call to investigate this person. And uh, me, watching out for arrests, I haven't actually seen any other case like that na mm-hmm. o-order ka agad ng arrest para uh-huh. dito sa tao mm-hmm. na to. And this isn't just for the for Bicoy or for Jaime. Again, these this is about a crackdown. I would say on whistleblowers, alleged whistleblowers mm-hmm. on the government. Because yung kahit si Eduardo Acierto, nagpalabas ang palasyo ng 10 million bounty against him. This is high and unprecedented yes, as described on Peter by Lim, Peter Lim. It was 500,000 pesos. <laughs> 500,000 pesos So oh. again, we're also laying the facts on this, and it appears that there's more eagerness. It appears. But we can't really say for the government that they're more eager to do it. But it appears that they're, they're eager. Those are the facts. Yeah. Those are the facts. So we, we leave it to the audience to, to uh, no. decide for themselves. <laughs> yes. So then, uh, we know now that uh, Advincula wants to sue these people and we know that Rodel Jaime said that he's willing to cooperate. What can we expect also? Like, What do you think will happen next? Well, I asked the DOJ kanina if there are talks to put Rodel Jaime under the WPP. Hindi pa daw alam ng mga prosecutor, but I feel like that's gonna be the trap. I mean, if Kerwin Espinosa was put under the WPP, what more a web administrator, mm. diba? So yun, so charge muna siya sa korte, and then if the prosecutors feel that he's a potential state witness, which the NBI has already said, he's a potential state witness, then they would apply with the court to dispose of him as an accused and uh, make him a state witness. As for Advin Kola... Sa kanina actually, dun sa press con, I think it was pretty clear what he wanted to happen. Which is to sue. Which was to sue, first to, first and foremost, to sue. So, gusto niyang ilagay sa public record kung anong ganyang sinabi mm-hmm. online. And he was pretty explicit about being ready and game to be called by the Senate to testify. So ideally, from his statement alone, the ideal situation for him, what I'm getting is, okay, magkakaroon ng Senate hearing, and then the documents that he placed online, which haven't been vetted, could be vetted through subpoenas by the Senate. Well, I guess magkakagulo na naman sa Senate kung papayag yung mga yeah. kaaliado ng presidente na mag-open mm-hmm. ng isang investigation. A scramble that happened into when Arthur Lascanias was there. Nagkagulo-gulo muna sila bago pumayag. And mm-hmm. then it was terminated very quickly. Yeah. So, medyo political yung laro. So, we'll see, we'll see. And we'll also consider the composition of the Senate in the next Congress. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, on that note, I think there are still a lot of questions na tayo mismo niyatin masagot. And I hope the authorities and the government will be able to clarify these things, considering their actions can really spell out future enforcement of laws. Uh, thank you, Lian and Rambo, for joining me today for this discussion. It's a very healthy discussion on this very major confusing issue. And thank you, listeners, for tuning in. If you are interested in following this issue, don't forget to visit the Rapper website where we post up-to-date stories on this. Again, I'm Jodeska Villan. Thank you for joining me.